who will observe you. And I was standing there. He didn't even know I was a preacher. So standing there, and the man said, I thought this preacher said he would only talk for five minutes. And I saw him doing like this. <laughs> Come and tell your neighbor, don't promise what you cannot hold on to. So I, I'm not saying five minutes. I'm saying I will, I will preach short. Short is subjective. Amen. So I have 45 minutes. I will try and do what I can do. Amen. We are in the existence of building. Not only the, you know, when we talk about building, it means forming out, coming out with something. So it is important that we understand that whatever God wants us to build, we need to arise and build. Tell your neighbor, arise and build. So let's go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 4, chapter 2. I'll be talking to us, so uh, hopefully I might have to continue with this next week. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 7, 17 to 18, it said, Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lie waste, and its gates are bent with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of the of my God which had been good upon me and also of the king's words that he has spoken to me so they said let us rise up and build praise the Lord let's read the last part together so they said let us rise up and build then they set their hands Now, let's do it one more time. So they said, Praise the Lord. So the first thing they did that really helped them is that they said, let us arise. They verbalized it. They said something. They pronounced something. They agreed on something. Then when they agreed, what did they do? They set their hands on to do all this good work. And so every good work must start with a promise. Must start with a promise. And I told you that before you, you begin to, during your period of building, the first thing you need to know is knowing what God is saying about the wall. That are down. It is not everything that is down that you need to lift up. It is not everything that is going bad that you need to redeem. There are things that when they are going bad, you just have to let them go. Because you don't know the intent of it. Praise the Lord. So I shared with us last two weeks, I said the first way of knowing the mind of God, or what God is saying concerning our situation, is to study the word of God. The first one is this. Anything that is outside this, everything has got its root from the scriptures. So I said the first one Paul said to Timothy, he said that I want you to study to show thyself approved and work man needed not to be ashamed but rightly dividing the word of truth. And I went on to tell you that Joshua also received the same word. The Bible said, he said that let this book of the Lord not depart from me that man, but you must meditate upon it day and night. He said then you will be able to observe it and thy ways will be prosperous and thou shalt have good sources. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah also received the same word in Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16. 
Uh, he said, then thy word were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was upon me, the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So we spoke about so many ways of knowing the mind of God. And I said the word of God is one of them. Praise God. And I said the second one is through the intuitive hearing of the voice of God. You hear the still small voice that comes. You hear yesterday when we were ministering, uh, when I was in Margate, I was preaching and preaching. But before I realized something, just, I just changed to become another man. Immediately, I said, there is somebody here. There is somebody here. There is somebody here. There is somebody here. And I like it when one of the young boys told me, I thought you were guessing all of them until we saw some of them coming. Praise the Lord. So you begin to understand that God speaks to us through our heart. I've met some few prophets of God and, and I sometimes marvel how they are able to know specific things of God. And sometimes I wonder how, I sometimes ask them, how did you see, how do you even see the numbers? How do you even see the names? How do you see that? It's a God speak through our hearts. Praise the Lord. When you meet a good prophet who hears the voice of God regularly, most often it comes through the heart. He speak to your heart. Praise the Lord. So we hear the voice of God through the still small voice. It is not your mind. When you are walking with God and soaking yourself in the things of God, the devil doesn't speak to you. It is not your human self. It is not the voice of the devil. It is the voice of God speaking through your inner being. Hallelujah. Now today, what I want to talk about briefly is, I want you to know that we know the mind of God through his servants. Okay, so this is what I want to share with you today. Hopefully, I should be able to finish it. Knowing the mind of God through his servant, it could be a prophet. I don't want to streamline it to only prophet. I can also, I want to go, I don't want to also limit it. I'm using the word servants of God. Praise the Lord. So you can know the mind of God. If you want to be a builder, you must know the mind of God. And sometimes you will know the mind of God through his prophet, through the leadership, through your father, through your mother. God can use anybody to minister to you when those people position themselves to see the glory of God. Hallelujah. In Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17 to 18, the Bible says, Then I said unto them, see the distress that we are in. The voice they heard was not the voice of God. When Nehemiah was talking to the children of Israel, it wasn't God talking to them, but it was God who has spoken to a man who is delivering to them. So sometimes, yesterday when I was ministering, I called to, to a whole family gave their life to Jesus, and I was talking to them privately, and I said, one of you is going to become a beautician. And the other person is also into makeup and you like doing the fingernails and all those things. And one of them was standing there. He said, I said, which of you like the fingernails and the makeup? He said, it is me. I said, wow. Praise the Lord. So you begin to know the mind of God through his servant. It could be uh, your mother. I, I don't want you to limit it. The source of the word of God is very, very important. There are times he will use donkeys. There are times he will use the singers. There are times he will use anybody God can use to be a blessing to you. Unless you avail yourself and know that God can use people to bless you and speak the mind of God to you, you will never value and you will never be able to build anything good in your life. 
Praise the Lord. Nehemiah said to them, it is, I have heard the voice from God, and this is what God is saying. If you want to build your marriage, you want to build your business, you want to build your finances, you must listen to a man who has been filled by the knowledge of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 9 to 14. The Bible said, there is a story there. The Bible says, so the king of Israel went and the king of Judah and the king of Edom. Can you enlarge that? It's too small. I've been struggling to read my... Hallelujah. I, I don't want to say when you begin to grow a bit older, you can't read the same thing you used to see. Praise the Lord. There were things I could see before and I wonder how they are now. They have become too smaller than before. Praise the Lord. I pray that my eyes will become bigger. To see big things. Amen. He said there were three kings. The king of Israel went and the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And they fetched a compass of seven days journey. Let me paraphrase it. So the Bible said that the Moabites began to rise up against the children of God. And the Bible said when they rose up against Israel, it was so important. When you read the story carefully, now the king of Moab has got a, a responsibility over the life to pay tribute to the king of Israel. Okay? Uh, give me verse 4 so that you understand the story. So there, there was a tribute that was supposed to be paid by the Moabite to the king of Israel. But after some time the king of there was a problem but ahab died and the king of moab rebelled against the king of israel so at that time the moabites were supposed to pay a tribute to the king of to the king, to the king of israel but he refused because he didn't want to pay now the bible said that the moabite decided to rise up against israel so israel decided to call other people other kings to join them and when he called, he called the king of the king of the king of Israel, called the king of Judah, and called the king of Edom. The king of Edom, uh, Judah, was Jehoshaphat. Okay. Now, when when the, when Ahab died, the king who took over didn't walk in the footsteps of God. He didn't walk according to the mandate of God. He went off track. So the king of Israel has have created some things like he's following other goals. Now the Bible said that when the three kings came together, it became mandated that Jehoshaphat, who knows the purpose of hearing the voice of God, he said that this battle we are going to fight, it looked like it is impossible to win. But I don't want to fight a battle. I know not the mind of God concerning it. Now it said, is there no, no prophet among you that we may inquire of the Lord whether we should go to this battle or whether we will even win this battle? And the Bible said that they, they were quiet. They didn't know what to do. But the Bible said that among the Israelites, there was a servant who said there is a prophet in town called Elisha who knows the mind of God and has poured water on the hands of Elijah. And the Bible said that when they came, Elisha said that I am not ready to answer any of you. I am not even going to tolerate you in my presence. I did not been the king Jehoshaphat. 
Praise the Lord. The source of your prophetic word, the source of hearing the voice of God, you can't just treat it anyhow and receive the voice of God from there. The prophet Elisha was the source of the word of God. But the, if you want to build, you must know the mind of God concerning what you want to build. Sometimes when you read the Bible, you may not get the direct, direct word from God. But you will hear that voice from a man or a servant of God. A man or a woman. Whatever the Lord will use, you must treat that vessel with respect. When the king of Israel decided not to follow in the ordinances of God and still expecting to hear something from Elisha. Elisha was not ready to answer unto Jehoshaphat who walks within the framework of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What am I saying? What I'm saying here is that if pastor is the source of your word of God, if I carry your word of God and you come to church and you frown your face at me and you look at me like you don't like me, the, the prophetic grace, the source, when God gives somebody a word, that person's choice to tell you or not to tell you, the spirit of the prophet is subjected to the prophet. And most of us, when I go for prophetic meeting, I look at the face of the man of God and I smile. Why? Not because I'm enticing him to do what he doesn't want to do i am not telling you to do something you don't have to do i am telling you that to, to behave in a way that will cause you to receive what belongs to you if you go for an interview and the one who will interview you who carries your yes or no you front your face at the person then you are going to be rejected praise the lord so if you see anybody and that is why the bible said that when we come together the bible said that prevents not as it, it said, prevent not yourself from the gathering of the same. Because when we come together, we sharpen each other. So when we come together, anyone here can be the source of the word of God for you. Somebody can speak a word that will bless you. The burden upon your life. That which is troubling you. When you behave, we see people and you smile. And you are nice to them. You greet them. Sometimes you give them gifts. The more you do nice things for them, the more they become receptive of good things to bless you with. Praise the Lord. For the fact that I carry the word, there are people I have received the word of God for them. There are people God has spoken to me about you. There are people God has spoken to you about me. About, you have, some of you, the word of God has come to me about you. But sometimes when I see you, the way your countenance is, I say, I will take it home. I will bring it next time when I see the countenance rise. Praise the Lord. Some of you, the blessing is not anywhere, but sometimes it can be in your own house. The Bible, do you remember Jacob and Esau? The Bible said, Isaac said, prepare me the venison such as I want. I like. Praise the Lord. I told you about your receptivity. The word of God is available. And when you align yourself properly in according to the source that your word of God is coming from, you must understand that God will use a man to build what he has said he will build in your life. Hallelujah. 
How do you behave towards people? How do you behave towards your wife? How do you behave towards your husband? I thought sometimes when I was learning, when I used to be very young, I thought I can treat other people nice and treat my household in a bad way and still receive the blessings of God. It doesn't work that way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I thought I can treat other ladies nicely and treat my wife so bad until I find out that the answering of my prayer when I pray to God is dependent upon how I treat my wife. I said, from today, I will treat you in a better way. Why? The Bible said that the way we treat our wife is depend. It determines whether God will answer our prayer or not. Our relationship with people is very, very important. It's very God. If we are children of God and God can use God can speak through us, then we must treat each other with respect. We have to treat each other with care, with love. Otherwise, the word of God that must come to us, we will not encounter it. Praise the Lord. I don't think you like this message. The word of God sometimes comes through men and women, children. Praise the Lord. Haven't you ever found out that there are times when things become this one of the spiritual weapons I use. There are times when you are working on something and it's not working. You, you want something to be successful, it's not working. They will tell you that go and find an orphanage and bless them. Have you heard it before? There are people who are in need. And when you bless them, the goodness of their heart begin to project something into the spirit to make things work for you. Most of the time, the problem is that you want to do big things without wanting to do small things first. Precious one, you don't need to bother. If you don't have 10 pounds and you have 5 pounds, how many of you recently, I just found out that if I, I promise you, I'll, uh, I, I do it, but one of the things you can do is that if you find out that minister, okay, for instance, or Brother Ben has been coming to church, he wears this shoe. This shoe cannot be worn without a source. Do you know how men, most of the time, we don't spend time and think so much about socks until we want to wear a shoe? Am I lying, man? We only think about socks when we have to wear a shoe. So if somebody decides to buy you a pack of socks, which doesn't cost anything from Tesco, and you buy a pack, about three or four, and the person can put it in joy, anytime he picks it up, he remembers who bought it for him. Praise the Lord. Precious one, how are you behaving? Recently, there was something that must be done. There was a blessing available. That, do, do you know? This one is a secret. Do you know that when I was, myself and my wife were preparing for the men to give you gift, the Father's Day. Do you know that there were men who were missed because we went according to department and we didn't, those people were not in the department and we went according to neutral and we couldn't even find them in the neutral. We missed them. Or to say, give us a list of the men fellowship. We'll find their name there. So, Minister Mary took my phone and went to the men fellowship and, and looked at who we've missed. Precious one, where are you? In the place of building. Everybody must be involved. Don't take yourself out. It doesn't matter how small it is. It is that which you can give. It is better to give what you can afford than giving what you can afford and it causing you troubles. I want you to know that the word of God is in the heart of them that are around you. Praise the Lord. 
So Elisha spoke the mind of God to the, to the tree of Israel and Edom. Why? Because there was a man who treated Elisha well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, treat everybody well. Tell your neighbor, treat everybody well. In 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 5 to 9, we hear a story about Elijah, uh, about Saul and the servant who had to go and meet the prophet Samuel. The Bible said, they said, as we are going, we are going to hear the voice of God from him. We can't go empty-handed. If you know how to treat the source of your word, you will never lack a word. You will never lack a word. It's not like, it's not like you, are, you are compelling the man of God or the source of your word no, to, to, to do what they, can, they don't want to do. There are times certain people we cannot afford God to disappoint them. Praise the Lord. Who is your source? The source of the word of God for you, you must treat it well. The Bible said, the servant said that we can't go to the man of God empty handed. We have to show some kind of, we have to show that we care for him. Precious one, most of us are missing the building opportunities of our life because we didn't treat people with respect. We didn't treat people well. But I pray in the name of Jesus. In the next phase of this year, you will treat your source with joy in the name of Jesus. The Bible said in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20, it said that so they arose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Takua. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. He said, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. He said, Believe in his prophet, and that shall prosper. The prosperity of our life is not necessarily in the hands of God alone, but it is in the hands of a man who carries the voice of God for you. Hallelujah. What are you doing? Because the Bible says you must believe. God can use his servant. God can use the leadership. If you commit yourself to the things of God. And begin to treat the people, the soul. Sometimes you have to pray and say to God. God, whoever carries my promise. Whoever carries my word. May I not treat them anyhow. May I not regret. May I not reject them. May I treat them with love and care. Oh God, whoever carries my joy. Whoever carries my happiness as I pray today open my eyes to see them one of the people who carries the joy of your life is your husband is your wife is your children you must treat the people God has put in your charge with love and care tell your neighbor don't treat people anyhow say to your neighbor don't treat people anyhow there was a story where Elijah was passing by and the Shunammite woman was there. You've read the story already. You know, when the woman began to show love to Elisha, Elisha began to say to himself, he said, is there, he said what, is, what does this woman want? And he called the servant and said, is there anything I can do for this woman? It was not just created. That desire to do something for this woman, it didn't just happen. Why? Because the woman prepared a place for Elisha. He prepared a place for the man of God to stay and created a convenient and a comfortable 
valuable place for the man of God. Immediately the man of God said, I cannot be a man who is not un- who is ungrateful. I must show kindness to this woman. Not knowing the babies, the children of this woman was in the hands of a man who decided not to talk. Until Elijah said, a year by this time you have your children. The children came. Sometimes what you are struggling and worrying about, the solution has been put in a man. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. You have to believe that God can use anybody. But one thing is that don't treat the people outside with love and care and leave the people inside. Don't do that. Hallelujah. Should I tell you a secret? I'm finishing right now. I won't waste. I just want to tell it. I was really surprised when the Lord told me that there are some people in this church they treat other men of God better than the way they treated me I got shocked when he told me I started praying about it and rebuking that spirit don't ever treat any man better than you treat your own husband don't ever treat any woman better than you treat your own wife I thought you clapped there. You don't understand this. If you are a child, don't ever treat any man or woman better than the way you treat your parents. The Bible talks about children. Honor thy father and mother. If you understand this case, your life will be better. You have to look for a way. Mommy, what can I do? I was talking to one young boy yesterday. I said, listen, when I became born again, what, I, what came upon me was to honor my father and to honor my mother. Hallelujah. There is a man that carries your solution. Listen, when God tells you you are going to prosper, I will share some secret with you. When God tells you you are going to prosper, Somebody will call you and share a business idea with you. And that will be the beginning of the door opening. I recently encountered a young man who has, who has spent time years. He said, I've been looking out for business that will prosper me as a pastor. But I have found one. But I want, I want, to invite, I want you to do this business because I know it will, it will benefit you. I am willing to step in. I will look for this, all the things that are needed, and I will help you to establish this business. I didn't look for the business. He looked for it, and everything about it, he's going to help me to do it. Listen. I'm finishing right now. Listen, you, God is not a wicked God. This is a secret. If you discover this, your life will be better. God is not, if you are relying on God and depending on God and walking with God faithfully and honorably, I promise you, he will place people on your way to lead you to your greatness. It doesn't matter how bad the people may look. It doesn't matter how physically they may not have certain things. But I promise you, if they cannot get you to your position, they know somebody who will lead you to your position. Until I discovered this secret. And God told me this ministry will become a mega ministry. I thought 
people will come from outside and the mega will start. He said, when you treat the people in the house so well, the big things will come. There are certain people who invest into this ministry, but they will be connected to the people in this house that may not have the things. The Bible said the servant who was walking with Saul, he was a servant, but he knew there was a prophet in the town. So, they didn't know. He was more inclined. He was more knowledgeable. He was more richer. He had so much contact, but he didn't know there was a prophet in town. Uh, should I prove to you? What at all? You know what? Should I give you a revelation? Remember, Jesus got to a place where he needed to feed some people. Jesus didn't know anybody who has got food during the time he was there. But he knew somebody, his disciples, a disciple who knew the boy who has seven loaves of bread and two fishes. So Jesus, treating the disciples well and managing them properly, connected Jesus to the source of the breakthrough. The problem is that you think what God said he would do in your life is going to cause people from outside to do it and you will not have contact to those people but you will have contact to the people around you and those people will connect to you. It's a key. The word of God comes through people. Hallelujah. Emmanuel the drama. I didn't know the Emmanuel the drama. I didn't even know. I don't even know him. I don't even know how I'll get connected to him. But somebody knew Emmanuel the drama. And I don't even know. I've forgotten who invited him. But through the making of treating the person around me, knew Emmanuel. Emmanuel came to church. When Emmanuel came to church, we have been praying and fasting, waiting upon God to bring us instrumentalists. The instrumentalists, so far as we don't know them, they will not come here. When we treated people well, nicely here, Emmanuel came here. We didn't treat him any bad. We were nice to him. We tried to be normal. Not because we have, I'm not saying fake it. I want you to be normal. But I want you to know, your normality, if it becomes abnormality to somebody, he will not come to you. By the time we realize Emmanuel the drama saw Matthew somewhere, he said, Come and join us because I'm in somewhere good. Now we have a keyboardist. The problem is that you think God, listen, God will use the people around you to be a blessing to you. I'm enjoying certain pleasures that I wouldn't enjoy until a man in this church decided to connect. My wife. Radisha, you know who I'm talking about. He connected my wife. He said, come and see. I've seen the promised land flowing with milk and honey. He said, come and see. Samaria said, let me go and see. He said, hey, Radisha, you are tr- it's true. It's flowing with milk and honey. So Samaria went and saw that. He saw it there. And Samaria said, maybe you two, can, my husband, come and see how that place is. So I went and I also looked at it. It was nice. Then another person said, oh, invite another person. Let's, let's look at good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minis, uh, Sister Millis, what do you call it? What's Sister Millis said? We're in this church one day and I, I think I visited Brother James in his house. 
one of the members, Brother James is supposed to be here. Hmm? The last one, example. Brother James is still here. Okay, you see Brother James. Put your hands together for Brother James. Okay, now listen carefully. So Brother James is here. A full-time member of the church. I didn't know Brother James. There was a man who used to be here called Brother Tony. Brother Tony is from Ghana. He said, I know a man called Brother James. I want us to go and just visit him. So we went to visit Brother James. On that day, he didn't even show any sign of coming to the church. But it's alright. I think we visited him, isn't it? So we came along. That man is now relocated to Ghana. But I didn't know Brother James. Brother James must be in this church. But that man must be in Ghana. I treated that man nicely. And he invited Brother James. But according to the plans of God, he is not supposed to stay in this country permanently. He must relocate to Ghana. Ghana must receive him. Now, I treat him nicely. Now, Brother James came in. And he's a full-time member. If I didn't treat that man, Tony, properly, I would have lost him. And Brother James, I wouldn't meet him. There were times in my life where I needed a man with wisdom to talk to me. But Jane phoned me when my life was really in a bad place. He spoke words that became life to me. Those were the words that God wanted to tell me. But he had to use a man to talk to me about it. By the time I got in touch with Brother James, Auntie Mavis was also there, the, the wife. Auntie Mavis has been there. I didn't know Sister Mil- Minister Mil- M- Melissa. I didn't know her. But... The, the Pasia family knows Melissa. Now, when I treated them well, now Melissa is also part of the church. It's simple. The problem is that you are hoping for somebody big and treating the people around you with no dignity and no respect. Precious one, when God told me my greatness is around me, if the person is not there around me, the person around me is connected to the person I need in my life. These are keys that will open you. The Bible said, Nehemiah, the Bible said, oh, let me go back a bit. Let me go back a step. The Bible said in the, in the Psalm, the, what, what we read right now, the Bible said that before Eli, look, the person who will bring Elisha was a servant in the house of who? The Israelite, the king of Israel. He was there. He was there. You think that people, it is about minister, okay, I don't know minister, okay. There was a member in this church who used to be a bus driver. He gave a leaflet to this gentleman here, who is now a leader of this church. This woman, we treated her nicely. We did our part. He gave minister, okay, a card, which he put down for over six months. Isn't it? Yeah, he left it somewhere. Ah, but he didn't throw it away. Hallelujah. That's how he's seated here. The Bible said, let me have the leaders. The Bible said that God has called Moses. Moses is going to marry a beautiful woman from his own household. But the Bible said that he saw the woman fetching water. Feeding their flocks. And Moses said, I will help them. Because Moses helped them. Those women got him a place to sleep. And that was how he married a wife. Your problem is that you are thinking the greatness is far from you. It is closer to you. 
God wants to talk to you, but you are disrespecting the verses He wants to use. Value the people around you. If you are a child, value your mother, value your father. Automatically, the rest will follow. Praise the Lord. God is going to do something in your life. I want you to become a pioneer of somebody who will carry the purpose of God, who will know the mind of God because you treat people well. Hallelujah. I want you to look to your Bible. You will see so many examples. The Bible said that God, the angel appeared unto Mary. And he said, Mary, thou art highly favored. But when Mary was troubled, did you know what the angel said? He said, go and look at your, 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 your cousin, Elizabeth. If Mary had not been treating Elizabeth with respect and they were fighting, do you think he would have gone there for the baby in the womb to limp? The problem is that you don't value people. Your problem is that you don't value people. There are people who may not be intellectually inclined. There are people who will not have money, but they will have wisdom. There are people who may not look beautiful, but there are things they will give you that beauty will not give you. Come on, begin to value the people around you. It is very, very mandated. Because when you treat people well, I remember when I came into this country, I taught a boy in Malu Academy. I taught him so good. He loves me. He said, you are my best math teacher. I met him in KFC, having a meal with a gentleman. When they were having a meal, I, I passed by and I look at the boy. He said, this is my brother. Oh, Mr. Asher, how are you? He said, I'm fine. The brother looked at me intensively. He said, I know you. I said, I remember you. The brother said to me, he said, where do you, I said, where do you know me? He said, do you remember many years ago when you were looking for Malo Academy to go for your interview? I was a boy who directed you to Malo Academy. I said, wow, this world is very small. It's very small. If you can treat Brother Ben well, the miracle you are looking for will come to you. If you treat our sister here with love, with contentment, whatever you are looking for will come to you. There is so much God wants to do in our life, but we are not treating people well. It's about time. Forget about yourself for a few minutes. Make somebody smile with the little you have. And I believe God will use them to be a blessing to you. Put your hands together for Jesus. The Lord we serve will make way for you.